I'm Tom Ferguson with Ferguson Ranch in Brenham, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas, agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Thanks so much for taking time to join us for another episode of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. I'm your host, Kerry Martin, along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. The winter meeting season has arrived in the Texas High Plains. I'm James Hunt, and coming up on Texas Ag Today, we'll talk about what's coming up on a very busy AgriLife calendar full of educational programs for producers. As 2024 begins, a look at the farm economy. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have more straight ahead on Texas Ag Today. This is James Duncan in Marshall, Texas. What we hear in this area are just tickled bits with this great weather we have, even if it starts sleeting and snowing today. Because we've had such beautiful weather, the grass is still tall enough, still got some strength to it, and the new grass growing like wildfire, so to speak. So we're looking forward to good 2024. We'll have those stories, plus Texas wildlife news, and a complete look at the markets all coming up. We will be getting the latest number of cattle in the U.S. soon with the biannual cattle inventory report that comes out in a few weeks. But there's no denying the fact that Texas cattle herds have been cut sharply following two years of drought. Warren Cude has cattle and sheep on his ranch near Fort Stockton, and he says cow herd numbers in his area have been cut in half. Out in West Texas, you get out west of San Angelo and, and, and back towards El Paso, everybody had reduced probably, I'm going to say in the neighborhood of 50 percent. Uh, some had even gone more numbers than that. Sheep numbers are holding steady and sheep and goats because of that uh, availability to browse still and, and not have to just go 100% grass, but uh, the cattle numbers are definitely off uh, by about 50%. We're hoping that we can continue getting some moisture through the winter and people can hold on to what they have and then in the spring uh, get some good spring rains. Cude says forage supplies have also been drastically cut thanks to this summer's drought, and that could be an issue if we have a cold, wet winter like some forecasters are calling for. Registration is now underway for the Winter Garden Row Crop Conference. The conference will be held January 29th in Hondo. Speakers will discuss the key pests of row crops and effective management of weeds in row crops. There will also be a Texas Department of Agriculture Laws and Regulations update and a market panel. CEUs are available, and there will be a trade show and an optional auction training. 
Cost is $10. RSVP by January 24th to the Extension Office in Medina County. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dolmull. Cattlemen's Congress is back for the fourth time at the Oklahoma City Fairgrounds, and it should be once again the largest beef cattle show in North America as it gets underway for its fourth show. The numbers are impressive. Over 8,000 entries spread out over 25 beef breeds, with shows happening daily through January 11th. Cattlemen's Congress Executive Vice President Bray Haven. You see the barns are full. People are here. As I talk with other show managers across the country, they're saying the same things. People show up when they enter. So I think we're going to have a significant number of cattle here. We're not declining in numbers. We are growing still, and several of our breeds are still on the rise too. And so it's really good to see all the different breeds that are here and to see them interact with the other breeds. And each breed is unique in their own way, and so they're all excited to be here too. Cattlemen's Congress was founded in 2021 when the Denver Stock Show was shut down due to COVID. And in only four years, it has easily become the largest cattle show in North America. The winter meeting season has arrived in the Texas High Plains. James Hunt looks at what's coming up on the calendar. Texas A&M AgriLife has already conducted a number of educational events for producers in the past several weeks, but now that we're in the month of January, we are truly getting into the thick of what we call winter meeting season. There are three AgriLife events coming up early next week. Those include the Southern Mesa Ag Conference in La Mesa on Monday, January 8th, the Lipscomb County Range and Pasture Conference in Lipscomb, also on Monday, January 8th, and the Castro County Crops Conference in Dimmit on Tuesday, January 9th. If you'd like to get a full rundown on those meetings, contact your local extension office. But those are just a small sample of the AgriLife program scheduled for the upcoming months. Danny Nusser is the regional program leader for Texas A&M AgriLife. Nusser says the AgriLife Regional Center Center has created a way to allow everyone to go online and check out what's coming up on the calendar. If you go to the amarillo.tamu.edu and then go to my picture, Danny Nusser, and click on it, you'll be able to go to that link. With this link, Nusser says producers can find opportunities not only in their home county, but all around the region. There's a lot of different topics. This area is so diverse. You may live in the eastern panhandle, but you're interested in some silage information that they're having over in Castro or Bailey County. And so having that information might be helpful for people or if they're doing that face to face or if there's an option for virtual being able to tune in and get the information. Once again, to find the link to the AgriLife meeting calendar, go to amarillo.tamu.edu and click on Danny Nusser's name in the faculty and staff directory. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The farm economy outlook for 2024 is a cloudy one with high inputs and lower prices. Tom Nicoletti has more. My guest today is Roger Cryon. He is Chief Economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation. He gives us a sense of where we are in the farm economy into the new year. I think the real story is farmers, the prices they're paying are, aren't really coming down. We, we're in a difficult macroeconomic situation because interest rates are high. That's raising the costs of everything. And we're hopeful that the Fed will stop beating up on the economy and stop raising rates, maybe start lowering them 
A number of areas across the country, including Texas, had a difficult 2023 with various weather issues that hampered the growth of their crops. So certainly that uh, has to be taken into consideration. It does, both for the markets and when we look at why, why we need some of the policies we have. Uh, crop loss, crop insurance, if it weren't for crop insurance, there's a lot of folks that wouldn't be able to make it from year to year. So the House and Senate have passed a continuing resolution that includes a farm bill extension, and it's been signed by the president. So we have a farm bill for another year, the, the farm bill we had. And some of the programs like crop insurance, food stamps, SNAP, those update automatically. As prices rise, there's formulas incorporated in those that, that adjust, that, that take that kind of thing into account. But there's elements of the farm bill that don't increase with inflation, that inflation puts a hit on them. And uh, we need to either update those or change those so that they do get fixed. One of the big things is uh, the reference prices for crops under the Title I programs. Those formulas have a, an adjuster, an escalator, but that's capped as prices rise, as farmer costs rise. The current formulas aren't adequate, not for this year and certainly not for a five-year farm bill. That's Roger Cryan. He is chief economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation. I'm Tom Nicoletti at the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Ranchers in East Texas are getting 2024 off to a good start. James Duncan has this update from Marshall. Here in East Texas, we have just enjoyed this weather to the top. I mean, it has been wonderful. Of course, it's been a little tough on some of our deer hunters, maybe, not being able to stay in the stands as long as they like in the morning because it's been warming up pretty good and yet get out of those heavy-duty clothes. But the cattle producer, they are loving it. Every day that we get with sunshine has extended our forage just a, a little bit long, has limited our feeding more in this time of the year than what we've been expected to do. So that means good outlook for the livestock producer. And we're cow-calf people here in East Texas, so we need lots of grass, and it's growing and our winter pastures are looking good. Now, what this means is when the cold winter weather gets here, we're still going to have to feed yet, but we're not have to going to use as much as we've needed to right now. That means we'll have more when the cold weather does get here. So the livestock producer's in good shape. Now then, if that cold weather, we're buttoning down the hatches throughout to not have another snowmageddon right after the first of the year, because we don't need the damage back to our timber again or in the poultry industry either. The timber business is just now kind of sort of getting straightened back out from that one we hit several years ago, and it looks real good. We have had some storms this fall that has kind of put the damper on some uh, equipment repair and buildings that we were going to redo because they really got destroyed in some of those storms. Talked to several producers that are rebuilding their facilities right now after all of that took place. Some of the creek bottom timber has not been cleared out yet, so our grass is not going down in those areas like it should yet. But it's in that good protected area where it's a possibility that we'll have that early grazing in the spring. This is James Duncan reporting from East Texas for Texas Ag Today. TPWD is proposing a small change in the language in the duck section in the Outdoor Annual. I'm Jessica Domel and I'll explain why coming up on Texas Ag Today. And the U.S. House of Representatives has passed a bill that helps fight the illicit use of xylazine by humans. 
Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. The U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill that helps fight the illicit use of xylazine by humans. Dr. Bob Judd says the bill preserves the access of the drug for use in animals. Xylazine is a drug commonly used in the livestock industry on horses, cattle, sheep and goats, and other livestock as a sedative and pain control drug. However, it has recently been used as an additive to illicit street drugs like fentanyl. And the Drug Enforcement Administration, or DEA, is concerned about the public health risk of this drug being available, as there is not an antidote approved for people. The drug is not an opioid and is approved by the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, for animals and veterinarians are concerned that the drug will be classified as a controlled drug limiting its access. The Combating Illicit Xylazine Act was included in the Patients and Communities Reauthorization Act, H.R. 4531, and was recently approved by the U.S. House. Meat Institute President Anna Potts indicated at Drovers.com that for beef packers, xylazine is used to quickly and humanely sedate sick or injured cattle in a manner that can safely and effectively be administered by workers. Xylazine has both animal welfare and worker safety benefits at beef plants, and there are no equally safe and effective alternatives. Potts indicates she appreciates the hard work of Congressman Jimmy Panetta and August Pfluger and the Energy Commerce Committee for including the xylazine measure in the bill passed by the House. Potts goes on to say we are now hoping for swift Senate consideration. The goal of the bill is to ensure the DEA has the power to stop the illegal flow of xylazine to humans while allowing its continued access for veterinary purposes. If xylazine was made a controlled drug, it would greatly limit its use by veterinarians and livestock producers. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Texas Parks and Wildlife is proposing a small change in the language in the duck section of the outdoor annual. Jessica Domel tells why in today's Wildlife Report. Waterfowl hunters may notice a small change in the language in the new outdoor annual when it's released this fall. Sean Oldenberger, Small Game Program Director for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, says the department is proposing removing the word like from the section on ducks that mentions Mexican-like ducks. The American Ornithological Union, which is AOU, is the leading authority on taxonomy in the United States and Canada. They go through and they decide whether you either a species or a subspecies. They're kind of the lumpers and splitters of the, of the bird world. They're kind of the ultimate keepers of taxonomy for birds in, in North America. They had a proposal in front of them in 2019 from Dr. Phil Labritsky from the University of Texas, El Paso. He's kind of one of the premier mallard geneticists in the world. He put a proposal in front of AOU 
uh, with regards to the Mexican duck, based on his research he had done for the previous years. Uh, AOU in 2020 did accept that as a species. They considered that to meet the bar. That started a process with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, too, which tends to actually agree with AOU when it comes to taxonomy, and they have what we call the 1013 list. And so this year, they actually put that on the 1013 list, which means it's protected by the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. Basically, now that's a federal regulation, our state regulations have to conform with that. So really simply, we do have a regulation on dusky ducks, as we define as model ducks, Mexican-like ducks, black ducks, and their hybrids. So basically, our proposal in January will just remove the dash-like, basically, and just say it's Mexican duck. So that'll be in the definition of dusky ducks moving forward. We have to conform to Fish and Wildlife Service regulations, so that'll meet that definition. The proposal is informal at this time. TPWD staff are expected to present their proposal to the Parks and Wildlife Commission in their meeting in late January. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dommel. It's time to check the markets. We'll be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. The cattle complex traded mixed on Wednesday. On the close, we wrap things up with live cattle finishing mixed, feeder cattle mostly higher. On the live cattle trade, the nearby February contract was down seven cents, finishing at 171.85. April up 25, 174.75, with June live cattle up a nickel, 171.97. On the feeder cattle, January was up 65 cents, 226.07. March up 57 at 227.02, while April feeders were up 40 closing at 232.55. Cash fed cattle trade still quiet for the week. We do see some asking prices from the feedlots here in the south, 174 and better. Of course, that's on live sales. In the northern plains, we see some bids of 275 on dressed cattle in Nebraska, but again, no sales to report. Boxed beef prices mixed on Wednesday, choice down 257. At 281.77, select up 38 cents, 259.24. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Happy 2024 to you. Cousin Brian Lentzman finished his sales up with a bang. Sheep and goats on Wednesday, followed by cattle. Cousin Brian, how was it? Ended up with 882 head of cattle. Those two to three weight steers, 213 to 338. Three to four weights, 234 to 335. Four to five weights, 212 to 310. The five to six weights, 188 to 270. Six to seven weights, 156 to 234. With seven to eight weight steers, 143 to 180. 188. Go to the heifer mates, two to three weights, 199 to three. 
327, 3 to 4 weights, 206 to 315, 4 to 5 weights, 192 to 279, 5 to 6 weights, 172 to 238, with the 6 to 7 weight heifers, 140 to 194. Uh, top end of the Packer cows, 104 today. Uh, had a few palpated cows, 850 to 1350, with a few pairs from 1,025 to 1,350. And uh, top end of the bulls, $1.15. Good, good. How about the sheep and goats? Set 1,000. We ended up with 1,141 head of those. At top end of the nannies, $295. Uh, had some of those good Christmas land, or goats. They brought up to 390 today. Uh, Dorper used up to 165 with the lambs bringing from 240 to 330 So overall, just a good market. And neighbor, I'll see you tomorrow on Walking the Pens here in the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I'm Larry Marble. You're listening to us right this second on Texas Ag Today. And oh, by the way, Happy New Year. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now. Our lean hogs finish lower on Wednesday. February hogs down two cents, 65.30. April hogs down 30, 72.20. Class three milk was lower. January milk down 12, 15, 29, 100 weight. Cotton market saw some impressive gains on Wednesday. We're seeing some early crop acreage estimates come out now. They're calling for steady to lower acreage in this 2024 crop. That may be helping prices a bit, with March cotton up 99 points, 80.93. May cotton up 100 points, 82.08, with July up 93, 82.79. Corn finished slightly higher. March corn up one and a half, 465 and a quarter. May corn up a penny, 478 a bushel. Good rain in the forecast over the high plains and other wheat growing areas of the country, pressuring the wheat complex, both hard and soft wheat, finishing in the red on Wednesday. March Kansas City wheat down seven and a half, six twenty-one and a half, with March Chicago wheat down six and a half, six dollars and a quarter penny. In the energy markets, February natural gas was up ten cents, two sixty-seven. February West Texas crude oil up 271, 73.09 a barrel. The financial markets were lower Tuesday afternoon. The Dow down 268 points, 37,446. The Nasdaq down 168, 14,596. With the S&P down 36 points, 4,706. That wraps up our look at the markets. And that wraps up this episode of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A., Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.